what, 25 years or more? Closer to 30 years now. And I've known Richard since 1985. So that's 37 years. And you know what? He's married. And you know who did the premarital counseling? I did. So you know what? I don't know what I was doing, but it worked. You know? I don't know if I did back then, if I'd do it that way now, but anyway, it worked. And they have a great home. He built his own house. He lives up on God's Mountain in House Springs. And uh, I was there with them. We had a glorious time together uh, when I was there a few weeks ago. And his people are genuine, wonderful people. They even fed me. Richard is the cook in the family, by the way. He, what was that, shepherd's pie? And guess what? I'm a shepherd. I'm a pastor. So that fit me really well. I wore that well. So that uh, is glorious. And I told you about how I had my hat on. That was the, the uh, Route 66. And that Richard painted this mural. You might ought to tell that story. You'd tell it better. But we're going to let cut him loose now, and he can minister for however long he wants to. We try to be out here around about 7 Whatever you want to do. I don't think it'll take that long. Hallelujah. 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 I'm sorry, y'all. I'm, I'm about half worthless right now. <laughs> At 5.55, something hit me out there, and I had to go to the back. There's something happening right now of great significance. There's a great shifting. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I know, I know our cliches get overused, and and then you just had that. I, and I mean, I couldn't. Um, I mean, the grace of God is on, on me now. I didn't know if I could um, stand up here. Um, I mean, I start I start sweating and and, and trembling. And um, hallelujah, <coughs> uh, Zach. Uh, I contacted you, um, I don't know, a few weeks ago um, because I had a dream, and I was just curious. You know, I'd ask how your dad was doing. Did, did you mention that to your dad at all? Okay. And so um, uh, w within a week of, of my having this prophetic dream, um, uh, Pastor Kevin had contacted me, uh, me messaged me, I think, on social media. And, and I love this pulpit. Yeah, I know you said it wrong. I'm gonna yell it. Hallelujah. Um, hallelujah. Uh, glory to God. Glory to God. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, Pastor Kevin had uh, contacted me, and um, uh, you know, we we, we were. There had been some discussion about how long it is that, that we had actually talked to each other. I said seven or eight years. And he goes, oh, brother, it hadn't been that long. But I remember the, the, the last time we spoke. It was uh, a week after Larry Cook's funeral. So do you remember when Larry Cook passed? Okay. But, but, but I remember that. I remember that being the last conversation. And um, uh, when, when I say that, it wasn't because there was – there was there was no issue. We just hadn't talked since then. But I remember I remember it being a specific thing. There was no strife. There was no, it, there, you know, there wasn't an offense thing. It wasn't that. We just had we just hadn't talked. And he described to me for for him personally. Um, I don't know if he's mentioned this 
it to you guys or not. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go all of what he said. He said, but he's been in this, this mode where he felt like he just drew himself back into a wilderness. Have you, have you expressed that here or mentioned that? Do they? Yeah. But when you, when, when, um, when, when you popped up, um, I, I had this dream. I contacted Zach. I said, I said, how's your dad doing? And it's been years since we talked. And doing fine. And uh, he said, you, you, you should reach out to him. Well, I didn't because I felt like I was in this mode too like drawing back kind of wilderness thing. And, uh, uh, but then he contacted me and, s you know, j you know, just out of the blue. And it had, and it had been years. And uh, uh, that was like on a Monday. He goes, well, what do you guys do during the week? I said, we, we, we have a prayer meeting at our house. It's just a small intercessor group. He goes, listen, I'm going to be in St. Louis. I just want to come sit. And I was like, some man of God like that, if he pops even into your prayer meeting, you just don't let him just sit there, you know. So, so anyway, I thought, well, in my head, I knew what I was going to do. He said, well, I said, well, come up for dinner. Let's visit. We hadn't talked in years. And uh, so I thought, well, we'll pray half the prayer meeting, and I'll just cut him loose, you know, let, you know, let him just share his heart, you know, in, in which he did. Um, uh, but I, I remember specifically that, um, that, that we just had not communicated. And... Um, uh, but I do know, I mean, uh, you, you guys that pop up on social media, I mean, I was, and there's a lot of mutual uh, contacts. And so, I mean, I would hear things that were happening, um, like w when you're going through all that with your mother, you know, every time you, uh, I mean, I prayed, and uh, I would do that, but there were just, there was just no contact. And so, first of all, I just, I want to say some things, uh, then I want to share scripture with you, and I, I just want to testify because very clearly the Spirit of God is, is, is on me extremely heavy right now. So I, 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 it, um, I'm being steered right now, okay? So I don't really have any plans. But I want to publicly say this. I remember the, the, the last time we, we spoke. God has recently um, convicted me of how that, um, that, I had, ha that I have self-cursed myself. And that I have said things that I didn't know uh, that it was by deception that, that I was getting, per, you know, permission from, you know, from the enemy. And uh, I remember our last conversation. And there were really, I mean, am I, there happened there, there, there's no offense. I just, I just crawled back into a hole. And when you said that you going into a wilderness thing, it, it bore witness uh, w with me. About five years. Okay. And so, um. I, I just want I just want to publicly uh, 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 say, Kevin, how much I appreciate you and, and Lucia. Uh, over the last 37 years, you guys, it's not been a constant contact. It's almost been like that. Like I wouldn't hear from you for two, three, four years or four or five years. But, man, he would always pop up at, at key times. And so I want to declare this uh, 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 here, that if, if there was any misappropriation on my part in not honoring you, if, if I didn't step up, if I didn't contact you when I should have over these last five years, I just want to publicly uh, uh, re repent of that and tell you that I honor you and Lucia. You're running off with you with your grandbaby. Listen, I love you guys. And I want to tell you this. Every great thing that I'm enjoying from God right now, all the great doors, all of the great opportunities, even my current ministry office and anointings, um, 
I, I can tell you um, this period of restoration that I've gone through for the last 20 some years, every great thing that I have enjoyed, Lucia and Kevin, I can tell you I can draw lines uh, to it that it was birthed and imparted from here. Every single one. And I just want to thank you for being my friend. I want to thank you for being my friend. Now, I'm not going to go into the details, all the, uh, but I'm telling you, I can, I can prove every single thing. Even the current anointings that are on my life were imparted to me and started at, at meetings that were here. When you were having the CFFI, you know, the, the, the doors that opened up for me financially because of I did these, I, I, I did these banners. And, uh, I mean, I just, I'm just telling you. Amen? Hallelujah. Woo! Yeah, listen, this has been listen. This has been an intense day, and you ju- you just don't even know, you don't even know, you know, and uh, you've been having an intense day too, sis. Yeah, it, it, this is a convergence of, of intensenesses, sis. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me testify to you about last couple years. Let me share this scriptural truth. Um, brother up there's got the scripture reference. There are only three things that the Holy Ghost is doing in the earth. Anything that the Spirit of God has been doing the last 2,000 years to everything the Spirit of God is doing now only falls into three of these categories. All, uh, all the gifts fall into the uh, work because of these three categories. Every assignment, everything he does, it falls into these three categories. The Bible says that we are laborers with God. We're co-laborers with Jesus. Actually, we're here because the Holy Ghost is at work. Well, the Holy Ghost is only doing three things. And the three things that that he's currently doing, Jesus actually spoke about it before he left. This is a conversation that he was having with the disciples. They, they, They regularly celebrated this Passover Seder. We come to know it as the Last Supper. This is the after-dinner conversation of the Last Supper. John chapter 14, 15, 16. John chapter 17, well, then Jesus prays a prayer. These chapters are the after-dinner conversation. And Jesus is telling them things that they just have no clue what's going on. But he's telling them to them anyway. The same way many of you have heard the word from God, you've heard promises of God. You knew it was a promise from God. You knew God was speaking to you. You read it there in your Bible, but you got no clue as to what's going on. Well, this is one of those instances. And in fact, it's so intense what Jesus is saying to them. It's so intense, and he's downloading it and he's putting it in them, that at one point, he gets to a point, he goes, okay, I'm going to have to stop talking about this right now. Because actually, Satan is coming back. See, Satan is not omnipresent. He's just one entity. He's not like God. Demons are not like that. And earlier in the dinner, when Judas left, Satan left with him. The Bible says that. Because Satan entered Judas' heart. So Judas took Satan with him. And so here they are, they're having a dinner after dinner conversation. Jesus knows, well, Satan isn't even here right now. He's, he's not listening to what I'm telling you. But he gets to a point, he goes, okay, i got to stop now because the prince of this world is coming. 
all of a sudden, Judas, full of Satan himself, fulfills that part, and all of a sudden, Lucifer goes, okay, I'm going to jump out of I'm going to jump out of Judas right now, get back over there, see what Jesus is saying to them boys. And Jesus knows this. So he tells them all this intense stuff, and he says, okay, I'm gonna, i got to stop talking about this right now because the prince of this world is coming, and he ain't got nothing on me. The Bible says he's got nothing in me. Same thing. He's got nothing on me. And the implication is, and I'm not going to give him anything. So we're going to shut up about this right now. Let's just enter into prayer. Well, in the middle of this conversation, Jesus, you know, all these three chapters, really is talking about the Holy Ghost coming. Well, here in this portion of Scripture in John chapter 16, he actually tells us the three things the Holy Ghost is going to do when he comes. I'm going to read this to you. Starting with verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away, for if I do not go away, then this helper will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin, because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father and you see me no more. And of judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot hear them right now. Let me read that again. As it fades back in. 12. I know I used a different word. That's all right. I still have many things, say many things, to say to you, but you cannot bear them right now. Hallelujah. I just felt a shift of grace there. I quit trembling. I feel strong enough to stand right now. For, for the time being, let me, let, let, let's take advantage of these minutes. There's only three things the Holy Ghost is doing in the earth. He's convicting. He's convincing. Every act of miracle, everything he does falls in these three categories. Here's the three things the Holy Ghost is doing. He's convincing of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. He convicts of sin because you're not right with God. The minute you get right with God, then he's trying to convince you of righteousness. That's kind of easy to understand. But it's this third category. That he's the convictor of judgment. That I want to talk to you about tonight. See, it's the Holy Ghost that's constantly just banging us. Constantly, you know. It, it, when you don't know God, it's, it, 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 it's the Holy Ghost. You all know this. It's the Holy Ghost saying, hey, you don't measure up. You've fallen short. That's sin. Quit calling it. it, it nobody else's opinion matters. They can all celebrate it. They all say it's right. But listen, listen, you can't run from me. It, it's sin. It's not right. You're not right. You're not right with us. That's the first level of the Holy Ghost. You're not right with us. So then you repent of your sins, you get born again, guess what? Now you're the righteousness of God. See, some people spend all their life being convicted, running from God, don't want to repent. I did a funeral today in St. Louis of a guy who, thank God he got right at the end. That's great. I mean, God is that merciful. But sometimes people run all their life from, we ain't right, we ain't right. Okay, okay I'm not right. 
But then the Holy Ghost's job is this, because the Holy Ghost's first job is, you ain't right. The Holy Ghost's second job is, you are right. (laughs) You're right with us. You're good with us. And sometimes it's more of a lifelong effort trying to convince you that you really are God's daughter, that you really are God's son. Have to re, I mean, constantly work with you all the time. And in the pastors, we know that, as ministers, we know this. Because we're constantly having to go to you, you know, get, get out from under condemnation. You know, you, you, know, get, you know, you are right with God. Quit tucking your tail. Get out from under that table. You quit eating them crumbs. Get up here and sit beside us in heavenly places. This is where you belong. Yeah, but I'm dirty. Yeah, but I'm this. I'm the other. And so he convicts and convinces and convicts and convinces and convicts and convinces. And then the merry-go-round of people who want to live a carnal life, a compromised life, is to go down to the lowest level, live in sin, flirt around with sin, maybe secret sin, maybe habitual sin, and the Holy Ghost is like, oh, baby, you ain't supposed to be doing that. You ain't supposed to be doing that. Okay, 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 okay. Well, that's first level. Well, why shouldn't you do it? Well, because you're a child of God. You don't belong in that. You're not belonging in that. And people think that's the lifelong goal. No, there's a third level that's higher than that. In the last day's remnant of church, the last day's bride of Christ, can't be wasting, you can't be wasting your time down there in that low level, flirting around with sin, well, I just don't know, you know, you, you, you know well, that's a personal conviction. Well, that, that, you know, that's your opinion. Well, you know, so-and-so does it. Well, it's legal now, so it's okay. No, it's not. It's not okay. It never was okay to begin with. But you know what? As long as you're flirting around with that, you're going to have a hard time walking in the real righteousness. And see, I think you all know all of that. You're well, Pastor Hill. You're well taught. During COVID year, 2020, uh, we, 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 we joined with other churches, and, and uh, we, we usually set aside at least uh, 21 days to, do, to fast and to seek God for direction. January 2020, the Holy Ghost prophetically gave me all the direction that I needed to survive the rest of that year. I didn't understand it. There was some of it that was real weird. I mean, I was supposed to go to a big conference in April, and and I'd been up there in North Dakota. Then by the end of the fast, I had to tell them people, call them people, and tell them I'm sorry I'm not coming. And I didn't have a reason. I I mean, I felt like a turd. I did. I'm just like, man, this is a great relationship. I've been up there before. And and I couldn't give them a reason. I said, listen, I don't think I'm going to be up there in April. Believe you me, when when everything started crashing in March, I called them back and said, okay, see, 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 it wasn't my fault. Because nobody went up there for the conference, you know. But God gave me everything. So as far as myself, we I wasn't bothered by it. As far as my wife and I, and actually, you know, and my son, our, our house and home, we actually, you know, we actually increased during that time. Because of things that the Holy Ghost told me. And so, 
the, 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 the actual attack that took place, there's some information that, that, that's about to come out. That ha, Have you heard about this curse tablet that had been discovered on Mount Ebal? Okay, ask me about it. Read it. Oh, you have? Do you know? Now, they've just announced publicly what, what this thing is. Zach, do you know when they dug that thing up and uncovered it and brought it out into the earth? Do you know that part of it? December 2019. They uncovered the, the curse of Mount Ebal and brought it out to the world December 2019, and that's actually when this thing was started. So listen, I was in the secret place, and we were blessed. We were blessed. In fact, the way that you get to a pastor when you can't get to him, because God's already tipped up the enemy's hand, telling your secrets that you're actually increasing, and you're protected, then the only way then to get to a pastor is to get to the people he's pastoring. So August and September was when we got hit. And it was horrible. And it was bad. And that's all I'm going to say about it. We can all tell about the horrible and the bads. I'm just telling you, my horrible and my bad, I mean, it got dark. It, 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 it got dark. It got so... It, 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 it got darker than what I'm going to spend time explaining. I'm just telling you, dark. Okay. And there were different points during that year where we took hits because we were people that we were loving on and pastoring took hits. And so there were key points when bad things happened all during 2020, but the worst of it was August and September. And then by October, I mean, I was just rope-a-doping. I'm sorry. Is that phrase beyond anybody's? Okay, it's a, it's, it's a boxing uh, reference, you know, where, you get, where you're so beat up, you don't even know if you're standing up anymore. So what you do, you just kind of, you know, you, you, you look drunk, which you usually kind of lean into the ropes just to help keep you standing up. And so... Um, so, you know, that was it. But thank God, then we went into 2021. Did the same thing we do every year. You know, set some time aside, go and pray and fast. Get God's direction. We've survived. We're, we're holding on. I, I lost a couple of key, actually I lost the two most key families in this uh, church plant that we had. And it wasn't just losing families. I mean, it was demonic. There was witchcraft involved. It was just, it, it was just, it was horrible. It, yeah, I, and I know my people were looking at me like, man, pastor is off, man. He's just on this witch thing, you know. He just, he just blames everything on witches. That's all he does, you know. You know and, and even the ones that left, it's like when they attacked me about this. See, actually, God, we're online, aren't we? Well, y'all are losers anyway, so. Now listen, actually God gave us grace by the end of the year, and it's a private thing, but we actually uncovered physical evidence came to us privately, and I won't tell anybody, I won't share it with anybody, 
Um, it, it's, it's not public. Actually, we got physical evidence of, uh, of, of, of one of the players involved where they did go out and hire a witch. We know how much they paid her. Now, do you think that would have made a difference? No, because they were under, you know, carnality. It was just, it was just bad. So, 2021, pray fast. During 2021, God gives me a couple of dates. Sometimes he'll do that. Sometimes he'll tell me what's going on. Sometimes he'll just give me a date. I'll put that on my calendar. Sometimes he'll give me a word. Sometimes he'll give me a dream. Sometimes a vision. You know? I mean, I, 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 you, I, you hear me describe our ministry as, as, as pastoring. But I knew and I kept it as a secret in my heart that as far as fivefold gifting, that, 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 that pastoral, the, the pastoral of the five heart was my the initial step into ministry. But I kept it a secret because I didn't know what it meant. But I knew the, the call of a prophet was on me also. Which I will tell you, the thing, that, that part of me was activated because of here. Another thing, I can tell you, I can draw all these lines, Kevin, to my relationship with you. So you bear a lot of the blame. And, um, <laughs> but sometimes God will just give me dates. So, <laughs> so anyway, listen, you know, we were blessed in some ways, but listen, we were, we, 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 you know, we took a hit. It was the only time, and you don't know the hell that I put my wife through. When Kevin says, I did the premarital counseling and it works, it, I'm going to tell you, you don't know. Unless you know my testimony, which that's not what I'm sharing right now, you just don't know what my wife has gone through. It was the first time, Kevin, in all of our marriage, in all of our years of ministry, by the end of 2020, I'll tell you, when we were rope-a-doping, okay, now that you know what rope-a-doping is, it was, the, and I don't think she'll mind me saying this, it, it's so, uh, she, she's not here, <laughs> and, uh, and she's not watching because she's doing our prayer meeting, so. Um, but, <laughs> well, it was the first time that I heard that, that, that she wanted to quit the ministry. She didn't want, she didn't want to quit Jesus. That, that wasn't it. Her faith is strong. But she's just like, she says, it, it, this is, this is too much. It's the people you help the most, the people you spend the most money, the people you love the most. They can drive that knife back, you know, you know. The, the, and, and, and the whole time, while I warned them for months, there's witchcraft at work, this is going on, this is going on, this is going on, this is going on, you know, and then boom, the, the next guy came. And I knew my wife was, was hit hard, and I asked her, you know, I remember that conversation, I said, do you want to quit me? Because that would have made sense. Because I'd been self-cursing myself. I said, man, I really put you through a lot. You don't deserve this. And I said, do you want to quit me? And she goes, absolutely not. She goes, but the, the, the church, I just, she goes, and the only, th the only reason that we stuck with it, because I looked to her and I said, but what do we do with the people who we're helping? Well, let's see, if you're a hireling, boy, you're going to hit the door, you know. But for real pastors, yeah, you know, you're, you're bound to this. So 2021, we start praying, start fasting. God gives me dates. God starts giving me promises. I hold on to them words. With them words and those prophecies, I do warfare, like the Bible says. I fight with them promises. And then all of a sudden, the good stuff that started happening in 2020, for us personally, financially, we were increasing. 2021, Brother Ken, it got better. I mean, God was doing some stuff. 
I'm like, <laughs> you know, this stuff was still an open wound and bleeding. But yeah, you know, and I listen. I'm a, I, I, yeah, I, I feel like a, I feel like a, a, like an SUV with three snow tires and one donut. <laughs> I'm like, man, we try and keep this thing straight, man. This thing's, but man, this is big stuff that God is doing. And then the 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 date that God gave me in March. Um, I mean, we were increasing. I knew we were increasing. Financially, we were increasing. I'm like, my God, you're doing miracles for us. You're answering things. And uh, uh, opportunities uh, uh, opportunities uh, opened up for me uh, to, uh, to actually, uh, through, through my uh, art gifting, and um, an old client that I hadn't heard from for years. Um, he, he's, uh, he's a man of some means. And he, uh, he contacted me right after the fast and said, I want you to come do another mural in my warehouse. Um, and, uh, and so while we were there and I said, yeah, and I'm, you know, I gave him the contract. It was, it was a nice chunk of money. And so I'm sitting there doing that and he goes, and he says, uh, it, and it was about, you know, it, just one section of the warehouse. He goes, will you see this other, the, the entire back wall here? He goes, I'd like something route 66 themed. And I said, well, I would like for you to have that too. <laughs> he says, well, come up with an idea, come up with, you know, shoot me a bid. And so when I, w- when I was figuring it out and I was shooting the bid and I was coming up with this, I was like, whew, whew, it, it was so big. It was, it, was, it was another, it was bigger. Every time God did something big, the next one was bigger. And I noticed at this time, Kevin, all these blessings were actually making me uh, uncomfortable. They were. Has God ever been so good to you that it just kind of made you kind of just uncomfortable? And so I realized when I put this together and I put this uh, bid to him and I gave it to the man and he took a couple days to think about it. When he said yes, it was on the exact date in March that God gave me during the fast. And when the man said, yes, I want you to do this work, I knew that with everything that God had blessed me, multiple streams of income, but this thing tipped us over the edge, I knew that in a couple of months, I was going to be able to pay my, off my entire mortgage. And that was our last debt, and we are completely debt-free. I mean, God did some big things. And so here we are getting to the, 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 the end of uh, 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 springtime, into summertime. I'm doing this mural. I'm doing this work. God's dealing with me. And it was another, like, a, a, a private time uh, because, uh, uh, man, I was there alone and, and I was just I was just doing all this stuff and and, and, and just seeking God and, it, and and the Spirit of God began to speak to me. He says, um, "Can I tell you why you feel uncomfortable?" Because I was thanking him. I said, "My God, you're doing some big stuff, man! You, oh man, whoa, oh this man, this is just, man, I'm, I won't pay the mortgage off and make enough money to pay for taxes. I've never made this much money before." And I said, "Man, and and and, and it, it, it is bigger than that." And I said, God, this is, man, this is making me feel, uh, uh. and he interrupted me, he goes, can I describe to you why you're feeling uncomfortable? And I said, yeah. <laughs> and he says, it's your shame. Now, if you would have come to me and said, oh, Richard, I'd like to talk to you, I'm hearing you and the way you act and the way you, yeah, I hear what comes out of your mouth. I, I think you've still got a problem with shame. I said, no, nah, no, nah, I've been delivered that from years ago. But when the Holy Ghost says you got a problem, there's no hiding it, you know. 
But this is what the Holy Ghost said. He goes, you know why you're feeling uncomfortable because of all these big things I'm doing? I said, yeah, I'd like to know. He goes, because you're saying. And I just, it just skinned me. And then he said this. He goes, you know all those things that those two families said about you last fall? I said, yes, sir. Holy Ghost said, I won't need you to quit agreeing with that. Again, now if you would have asked me, I said, absolutely not. Oh, just, but there was something inside of me. Then the Holy Ghost said this. It's about a week after that. He asked me a question. Now, here's the thing. If God ever asks you a question, it's not because he needs an answer. He only asks you a question to set you up. But the Holy Ghost asked me this. He says, uh, he goes, uh, uh, are you ready to level up? I thought, well, leveling up, that, that sounds pretty good, you know. And I, I said, yeah, leveling up. I, I figured I'd tell him yes, and, and something would happen that throw me into another level. Well, I said, yes, of course. But it didn't take me to another level. In fact, every, what happened was at that point, every three or four days, God shoved something in my face to show me what he meant by leveling up. You know, you want to level, he had to teach me what leveling up was first. And this is what he showed me out of this scripture. He goes, remember them days where the, all the work of the Holy Ghost in your life was convicting you of sin, convicting you of sin. And I, 30, 35 years ago, I was making horrible choices, at, and I was trying to pet and, and, and keep secret sin. So I understand the life of misery where the Holy Ghost is trying to convince your righteousness, but you're still flirting around here with sin. Well, listen, them sin issues, they're resolved. And now I'm spending years, and he's still trying to convince me that you're righteous, you're righteous, you're righteous, you're righteous. Hey, I'm going to do so many big things just to watch you squirm and then teach you why you're squirming. Because you really aren't convinced that you're my righteousness and my blessing doesn't have debt. It has blessing. See, I remember the days when I had to believe God to make a mortgage payment. Now we're at another level where I pay the mortgage note off. So if I'm saying that to you and you're sitting here or you're watching elsewhere, let me give you a spiritual principle. When somebody testifies to you at the miraculous hand of God, that's your time to reach out and say, I take me some of that too. And if you and, and, and if you like, well, I don't know. I don't, okay, then I know what level you're on. I know what you're struggling with. Sin has got you ashamed, and you're not convinced of righteousness. Can I tell you what the word mortgage means? Literally, the word mortgage means death contract. More like mortify or mortician, mortgage. So. Y'all just believe God to get out from under the weight of your death contracts. Yeah. You can do that. You can believe God for that. You can do that. And if God did it for me, he'd do it for you. Yeah. And so he kept talking about leveling up, leveling up, leveling up, leveling up, leveling up. So here's, here's the thing. The Holy Ghost needs to rescue some people to bring them out of sin. Well, he's got to convince you that that's sin. Listen, just resolve that it is so you can go on to the next thing. You see... Because there's, there, there, there's a conviction of sin, and then there should be an end to that. The issue is resolved. Now, you spend all these years being convinced that your righteousness, righteousness, righteousness. 
Listen, you can get to a point where that part ends, where that issue is resolved. I'm a man of God. I'm a woman of God. I'm not of this world. And then there's a third level. This is the third thing that the Holy Ghost is doing. He is the convictor of judgment. Well, I thought, I thought the sin was gone and I'm righteous. What am I going to be judged for? We ain't judging you. You're not being judged. You get to a place, sin is resolved, the issue of righteousness is resolved. Then you get to come up here. Where the very verdicts and judgments of heaven against Satan and all the works of Satan, now God's got you in the earth to enforce these verdicts. And you are a legal court representative. You are a legal officer of the court. Now see, if I've still got sin in my life, it's real hard for me to serve papers on the devil. But if I'm not living in sin, not giving him room, but I'm not real convinced of how righteous I am, it's hard. I will wilt when the devil grunts and barks. Listen, you ain't going to grunt and bark at me. I know who I am. And we're not going to wrestle this thing. We're not going to put up with this foolishness. If you look at the way Jesus ministered to people, you know, I mean, I challenge you, go, go into scripture. You tell me when Jesus ministered people, healing, deliverance, setting the captives free. You tell me if he, you, you show me in a place in the Bible where he prayed a prayer longer than two minutes. In two minutes would be stretching it. Come out, shut up. I, I, we, we don't need to hear from you. Where are your accusers? Well, I don't accuse you either. Go and sin no more. Does the worst thing come on you? Chelsea, I just didn't realize that was you. I'm sorry, baby. I'm so, I was distra- distracted by that fuzzy bun right there. It's like, it's like you know, I wasn't going to make fun of that, you know. But So anyway, hallelujah. So listen, this is it. God needs a people that he can count on to legally represent the verdicts of heaven. See, Jesus didn't spend a 12-week course to cast out a devil. Hey, if you want to take 12, it, you li- listen. Well, I, you know, I dealt with devils, took years, okay? So I'm, I'm not belittling you, you know. I know some good courses and some good books. But there's a level of how Jesus did things where that's not what was happening. People will spend hours trying to counsel, hours trying to convince you, hours trying to just bring you to a place. When Jesus did it, it was just one word, two words, 15 seconds, 30 seconds. But it's because he didn't spend hours doing it, and you know why? Because he spent hours in a different place. He spent his hours in prayer. In ministry, actually enforcing the verdicts of heaven only took a minute or two. See, the church is going to have to shift to where we spend hours counseling with somebody, but we're going to spend five minutes in prayer before the service. Don't spend your minutes in prayer 
or else it'll take you hours having to deal with everything else. Go spend some hours in prayer. Because my prayer life changed over these last two years. And here's another thing that happened, Pastor Kevin. Early in uh, uh, 2021, it was somewhere around that time where God, you know, said, hey, I need you to quit agreeing with these guys. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know I was. Well, that's why you're feeling bad. He said, I'm not done doing big things. Are you ready to level up? Yeah, I'm ready to level up. I was in prayer once, and my, my ears opened into the spirit realm. And I can be aware of angelic activity. Um, and I didn't ask for this one. It's almost like heaven did, uh, did, the Holy Ghost did this for me. So early in 2021, uh, it, dur- during this time, I, I, heard, I heard two angels talking about me. There, I don't know how many angels were summoned at that point in time when I was in prayer. But I heard two angels. I heard an angel say something to another angel. So I know those two were there, and he was talking about me. I'm sitting there, and I don't know what I was praying about. I don't remember, but it was almost like in their conversation kind of threw me. I heard an angel say to another one, he doesn't understand his place. And the Holy Ghost let me hear them say that about So I'm testifying to you how that my 2020 and my 2021 has turned out. My prayer life has completely changed. My time in prayer has completely changed. Some of the people that I run with now are are just, you know, (laughs) listen. I always assumed, those of us called to five-fold ministry, that the greatest expression of our fivefold gift was right here. Which makes sense, doesn't it? If you're called to be a preacher, how do you express that gift? When you do your preaching. So churches are being pastored from the pulpit. What I came to know in 2021 was that the greatest obligation of my fivefold gift has got nothing to do with how I express these gifts in front of people like you. My greatest obligation and expression of my fivefold gifting is for my prayer closets. Ministries can no longer be pastored from pulpits. Your family can no longer be run. Your business can no longer be run. Your churches and ministries can no longer be run by any other place other than your prayer closets. God spoke to this group that that I run with now in 20, I guess, yeah, it had to be 2020. We were going to do a meeting, uh, uh, do a a conference uh, up in northern Illinois. Uh, It was an annual thing that this man, uh, this apostolic leader, uh, Dr. James Horvath does with, uh, with his ministry, and God uh, told him, I, I, I want you to call for intercessory prayer every morning and every night at 714. So uh, we did it Facebook Live, like everybody was doing stuff back then. You know, things have, uh, things have shifted. And so we prayed, 714, prayed for one hour. We went into the conference, and God said, okay, I want you to um, uh, keep praying during the conference. Just, just, just do the morning one. 
So we prayed 714 for 14 days. After the 14 days, after the conference, the Holy Ghost said, eh, go to the end of the month. So for the next 30 days, we prayed 714. I was actually on the Zoom with the leaders uh, uh, for our 714 prayer, uh, live prayer this morning. We've been praying 640 straight days. And prophetically, you know, my, my, my voice is, is, is I'm, 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 not, I'm not known as a pastor. Among, they know I pastor, but, but, but uh, they, uh, they know me as prophet. Well, God has given me the next earmark of our 714. And it is weird, the way that God did it, the, the, the prophetic numbers of, of how many days we've been praying always fall on events that there's no way you can coordinate all of this. So my feelers are up right now because I know in the spirit realm the next significant day to this intercessory movement that's actually crossed into other countries. Um, I mean, there, there are thousands of people connected with this thing. I know it's going to be the 714th day of prayer. Guess when it is? Saturday of CFFI conference that you're having down here. And then after five years, you contact me out of nowhere and say, hey, it's time to reconnect. I'm like, yeah, it is time to, re yeah, it is, it is time to reconnect. So then I paid my mortgage off first week of July. And the big stuff just kept happening. That's a big thing. But big stuff kept happening. And the Holy Ghost, every I'm telling you about every four or five days, man, just, just bam, hits me something with level up. Bam, hits me something with level up. You want to know what level up means? I go, oh, here we go. <laughs> and one night I got so convicted. Now listen, if, if, if you've heard anybody preach this, I'm not making a comment. I'm not criticizing anybody's preaching. If you've heard Pastor Kevin use this phrase, I'm not saying the phrase is not authentic. Be honest with you, I've preached this phrase I'm about to tell you. Because this phrase works on the level of convicting of sin. Then it works also on the higher level when you're being convicted of righteousness. This little cutesy phrase, it's not scripture. It's a rhymey thing. I, I, know, I don't know who originated it, but I know who's used it a lot, so I'm not criticizing her ministry either. But late one night, I walk out on my deck, I go down, I go around the garage, and the Holy Ghost is sitting there with a hammer ready to tell me another level up thing. Because listen, I have preached for years. New level, new devil. That's cute. It rhymes. And it seems to be true. But I got, by the time I got down to the end of my steps, the Holy Ghost hit me with that and said, let me tell you something else about leveling up. There's a level where I do not want you putting your faith out there that there's a bigger, badder devil they're waiting on you to resist you. I mean, when I heard that, I immediately repented of ever saying that phrase. Again, it came back to the self-cursing thing. I thought, my God, I called for more resistance from the enemy at every promotion that God gave me. And the Holy Ghost said, you know, there is a level that you can get to where devils are actually in the place where they're supposed to be.
They're not there at a higher level waiting for you. You can actually level up to a place where they're supposed to be. Under your feet. So I'm not wrestling devils because they're trying to talk me into some sin anymore. And I'm not wrestling any devils because I really don't think I believe the, I, I deserve the blessing. And I'm not wrestling any devils because, you know, I'm kind of ashamed of what God's doing for me. I get to a place where I'm a court representative of the courts of heaven. And in the scrolls of heaven, this has already been written about. You've already been defeated. <coughs> In the scrolls of heaven. Actually, oh my gosh. Your life is already scrolled and written out. You know there, there, there's books in heaven that's got your name on it. And it's got all God's plans in that book. In your book, there's not one mention of cancer as a part of God's plan for your life. Not one mention of it. Not one mention of it. So when your body rebels against the verdict of heaven, when doctors confirm the rebellion that's in your body, that's rebelling against the verdicts of heaven, where are you at? Well, still ashamed because I'm not, you know, I'm still wrestling with this sin. Well, I just don't know if I really just... Or... Have you graduated from these places? And are you actually at the place where, hey, I boldly come in before this throne. Now, Father, here, here's, here's, here, here's the first list of verdicts right here. Now, what else is the Holy Ghost saying? Because the minute he says it, I'm going to bring it into the earth and I'm going to enforce it. So that whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven actually the verb text means this whatever you bind on earth it's already been bound in heaven whatever you loose on earth it's because that's what's already been loosed in heaven where it's written it's it's, it's written it's law the verdict has already been decided in the courtroom so you enforce it where you are <coughs> and I'm not ashamed you're not going to talk me into well then maybe no I'm convinced and so the Holy Ghost spoke to me after I paid the mortgage off, and he said this to me. He said, hey, have you noticed this yet? I said, noticed what? He goes, have you noticed every... <laughs> Holy Ghost said, have you noticed every big thing that I've done for you this year? has been on the anniversary of every bad thing that happened last year that the devil did. And I was like, oh, I mean, my, my, my mind started racing. That date in March, that date in February, that date, that, that. And, you know, you know, you, you know you, when you're around somebody and they're so excited about what they're going to tell you that they cut you off and you don't get to respond? The Holy Ghost was excited. And he did that to me. He cut me off. He said, the conversation went like this. Hey, can I tell you something? Yeah, what? Have you noticed every good thing I've done for you, every big thing has happened on the anniversary, every bad thing that's happened last year? 
And he goes, I just want you to know, I'm about to redeem your August and your September. And I was like, oh, my God, this is big. I ain't going to feel ashamed. You just do whatever you want to do. And then the transmission went out in my wife's car. Then the tra- I let her use, uh, uh, have my Jeep while I use the, the, the church van to, to go uh, paint these murals. Then the, tr- then the light came on in my Jeep, flashing transmission codes. Then they took that to the mechanic. And they said, oh, it's just not your in- in the, the transmission. Hey, your engine is blown down. And listen, I didn't even flinch. I mean, that would have bothered me. And I'm like, man. I'm floating the biggest things I've ever had in my life. I don't know what y'all are talking about. You know, you can weather the storm. You can weather it. I said, God, I don't know. What, and, and because of stupid COVID year and, and stupid COVID stupidness, um, you know, it, you, I don't know if y'all ever tried to buy a car last year. You couldn't get a new car. So people were overcharging for used cars. And, it's, it's, and still are. And so that, that, that's okay. Jehovah Jireh, my Jehovah Jireh is bigger than all of that. And I was just like, God, I don't know what's going to happen, but listen, you're in the middle of doing big things, and you said you was going to redeem my August and my September. So July, you just keep on the trucking, and that's okay. I had a conference I had to go to in Louisville. I didn't have the car. I wasn't going to drive that church van out there, so I had to rent a car. So I did. I, I rent a car, went out to that conference, divine appointments, I come back. I'm working, I'm finishing out July, and I'm going to this annual conference up in northern Illinois. I know I'm supposed to be there, I, and, and, and I know that. And uh, I thought, well, I don't, I, I don't have a vehicle. I said, but, you know, I, I'm, I'll just rent again. That's, that, that's what I'll do. I mean, you know, God will provide, you know. I wasn't going to get anxious. I was going to wait for what God wanted to do. I had no more anxiety left. You know why? Because I didn't agree with the devil about, about being ashamed no more. And I wasn't living in sin, so I wasn't, you know, heaping condemnation on myself. And so, um, one dream that I've always had, I, I used to, dr- I, I, I drove a, a, a Jeep Cherokees and stuff, but you know a dream I've always had? I've always wanted me a Jeep Wrangler. You know, when we, when we went to Hawaii, I said, we're going to rent, we're gonna have to, we have to rent a Wrangler. It, it, it's, just a, it's just a personal thing for me, all right? I'll just tell you. I've never, listen, and those are some expensive cars. I mean, they're more expensive than the Cherokees and everything else, you know. But here I am, man, that's always been my heart desire. Well, when here we were without vehicles, I'm like, listen, man, I'm I'm in a big God mode right now. I'm going to put my faith out there for me. And I always wanted a four-door Wrangler hard top that I could take off, and I wanted a black one. That's what I've always wanted. I said, well, you know what? I'm starting looking at some used car, you know, ads. I'm gonna call a couple dealers. Oh my God, you know, you get on their list, you know, they ain't gonna let you stop, you know. I said, okay, yeah, okay, I'm interested. Jeep Wrangler, black, four door, hard top. Call me when you got stuff. Oh, they're emailing me. Blah, 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 blah. Here I'm at the end of July. I'm about to cross over into August. I don't have a vehicle yet. Uh, we went ahead, spent the money. Uh, Karen's car was a little bit worth it to rebuild the transmission and th- that, that was a challenge because you can't get car parts either so we crossed that line so, so here we are and uh, I know that we uh, uh, 
uh, I, I call Enterprise and I rent. Listen, you can't rent certain cars because they're all short. All you do is rent a category of a car. And so I, I get the second category of a car because it has unlimited mileage. Actually, them Jeeps up in the next category, SUV, you don't get unlimited mileage. But I, you, can't, you, you can't request a Jeep. You can't. So we go into August. I'm telling you, Pastor Kevin, I, 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 have, it, I have it in my journal. Every single, oh, 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 this is another thing God told me. He says, uh, at the end of July, he goes, he goes, can I tell you something else? I, yeah. He says, actually, I'm, every day in August, I'm going to bless you. You know what? I have it in my journal. Every single day in August, God did something awesome. August the 6th, I think it was. I've already reserved, you know, a, I don't know, midsize or whatever category of car. My worship leader, who uh, uh, just got out of drug rehab uh, and God restored, and he graduated on August the 1st. That was, a, that was my first blessing. Uh, August, I was like, okay, cool. All right. uh, way to set the theme. <laughs> so he's back. And I said, why don't you go to this conference with me? And so at that time, we had a guy that we were helping, you know, a disciple, and he actually lived with us. And so we jump in, in, in Karen's uh, little Ford. I said, uh, you, you, uh, uh, I said, ride with me so you can take the car back. Mark and I, are going, we're going up here to Enterprise, and we're going to pick up our rental. And so it's early on a Saturday. Yeah, that's right. Well, anyway, dates don't matter. It was in August. I think it was Saturday. And so we're sitting there, and one, one, one traffic light away from the traffic light where I got to turn. And these guys hear me start praying. I said, Jesus, I said, um, uh, I haven't got my blessing yet today, but you said you was going to bless me every single day. And so if you want to bless me down here at Enterprise, Jesus, I sure do receive it. At that time, as I'm praying that prayer, I'm at that light to where we turn. So these guys hear me, and everybody's been hearing everything I've been telling you. I mean, Mark and Joey, man, they, they knew it. So anyway, I pulled in there. I pulled into that lot. And guess what sat there that day? No. A four-door Wrangler hard top that you could take off, but it was white. I saw that thing. I started speaking in tongues. I pulled in there. I said, you fellas, come in here. I said, watch what God does. I walked in there. Some young cats was there. And I said, excuse me. I said, is that Jeep Wrangler? Does that belong to you guys? And they said, yeah. Yeah, it is. I said, no, 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 no. I mean, I don't mean, is it available to rent? I'm, I'm asking if it's available to rent. I, I, is, it, is it available to rent or is it one of your personal vehicles? And they said, no, it's available to rent. I looked at that dude. I said, Jesus wants you to rent me that Jeep. <laughs> he looked at me. His eyes got wide. He goes, if that's what Jesus wants, that's what we will do. <laughs> and so he goes, let me pull your reservation up. He goes, well, you, 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 you reserve this category. He goes, well, we will rent you that Jeep. I said, I'm also going to need unlimited mileage thrown in with it. He goes, okay. And he didn't charge me the more pri the, the higher price. And, and he was just like, boom, 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 boom. And I, sa I said, listen, I, and I told the guy, I said, now listen, I said, I need you to hurry up because y'all about make me speak in tongues. 
And I said, but I'm able to control it, but I won't promise that I'll keep it back that long. And so he's sitting there, he's doing the paperwork, you know, he's a good Catholic boy, you know, we got to witness into him. My guys go out there, they're, 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 uh, Joey Margot move the luggage. Th then this lady comes in, a huffing and puffing on an oxygen machine, and, the, and they say, how you doing? And she's, <laughs> good. <laughs> I turn around and I said, you don't sound good, sis. And I went over and I ministered to her, laid hands on her, prayed for her, and we get out there, we get in that white Jeep, we pull out there, and, and, and Joey takes my car, goes back home. Mark and I, we get in that Jeep. We pull out there on the highway. And the minute we pulled out there on the highway, the Holy Ghost told me, he said, I didn't want you to have a black wife. <laughs> all right, all right then. Okay. And so then we go to this conference, and God's blowing me away, blessings every day. I'm like, this thing is bigger than, oh, my God. But it's just like, I really like this level to where, we're not wrestling over sin or wrestling whether I'm good enough or not. I like rest. I like this level to where we graduate just like, son, we're doing court business and we need you to work on our behalf here on the earth. And so I called, you know, I called Enterprise and I said, listen, um, I called in the middle of the week. They said, everything okay with the Jeep? I said, yeah. Um, I said, but I know you guys sell these things sometimes. I said, uh, what's the parameters? And they said, well, you know, we usually sell them at, you know, blah, 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 1,000 miles. That one's only got low mileage. And uh, I said, so you're telling me to run up the mileage and other – and uh, he goes, no, that's not our department, somebody else. And I said, listen, you remember I walked in and told you Jesus wanted you to rent me that Jeep. They said, yes, sir, we remember that. I said, now if Jesus wants me to, to own it, y'all are just going to have to sell it to him. And he goes, well, we'll pass your name off to that department. So anyway, they didn't sell me that. So anyway, I get back, and uh, God uh, blesses me all the, the, the rest of August, and uh, every day got a blessing. And then the, around the first part of September, I got a call from one of the Jeep dealers that had been bugging me all this time. They said, Mr. Jones, they said, we have a Wrangler here. And he said, it's four-door. It's hard top. It's in the price range, and it's in the mileage that you want. The only thing, though, is that it's white. I said, I'll be in there tomorrow. <laughs> now, I went in there, and I tried to pull the same thing I did on Enterprise. The guy let me have a test drive, and then his uh, arrogant young manager comes out, and I, and, and I told him, I said, now listen, I said, I believe Jesus wants me to buy this. The fact is, I had cash. I was going to pay. And, 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 and that guy um, uh, blew a sale. And see, the thing, I didn't want to, like, go, go chase this down. You know, the sales guy, you know, he wanted to sell it to me. He goes, man, this guy, and, and this guy, he was just, just arrogant, just trying to rip me off, you know, want me to finance, well, we'll this, 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 this. And I, I said, listen, and I'm calling my son, he's, he's in a car-related industry, and, and, and Ryan said, he goes, well, I'm looking at five more online right now uh, that, 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 that in the same parameters for the price you're asking for. And so I'm on the phone, I said, well, listen, I said, I want to buy it for this price. You guys sell this to me for this price. And the manager like, no, 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 his, his, his tight jeans were cutting off the circulation in his head, you know, walking around with his cool no socks, stinky feet, you know, just like, anyway, the, the only thing missing was a man bun. And, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I said I wasn't going to say anything. And so, so and he's just walking through there, and I said, well, my son says he's looking at five more online, and that, that young guy, he just goes, well, I'll go buy one of them then. I said, 
Okay, I will. So I didn't want to spend the time, but I went home. I got online, and actually, when y'all leave tonight, when you walk past that white Jeep Wrangler out there, y'all just go by and just rub your hands on it and say, Jesus, if you did that for Pastor Richard, you can do big things for me. And I walked out, and I got the Jeep that, 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 that God blessed me. Listen, I'm just testifying to you uh, about this uh, because I'm telling you that what God is doing now in the earth is shifting. It, it, it's, just, it's just shifting. Some of you have adopted spiritual convictions. you got little slogans. You've said cute things like, well, new level, new devil. And you thought you were being so spiritual, and you kind of accepted that. And I'm not saying that that wasn't true or that didn't work. But I, what I'm telling you is that may have fit, and maybe it was a good fit. But where it fit was times and seasons that we're way past God right now. We're way past all of that. And we're way past. you it, it, Believers flirting around with sin and flirting around with whether or not you're righteous. We've got no more time for any of that. We've, got, we've just got no more time. Time is short. The protocol for our operations have completely shifted and changed. You say, well, I keep talking to my family members. I keep trying to make this happen. I keep trying. Well, the place where you make things happen, the door is not open. The double doors have been taken off the hinge. And your prayer closet is screaming for you to come up to this level and learn to change things from that place. Quit arguing with people. Quit getting your feelings hurt. Quit living low. Quit living without. Quit accepting things that you know it's not supposed to be this way. You know why you, that's why, you know why you feel it's not supposed to be this way. Because your spirit communes with God in the very courtroom of God. And your spirit, in communion with the Holy Ghost, knows what's already written on the books. And you need to put yourself in full agreement with the verdicts of heaven. Actually, the judgment of God and the passion of God is hitting the earth already, but at a level that the earth has never yet seen. It's like a mama, and I'm going to end with this. It's like a mama standing on a porch. Telling little David, David, don't you walk out there in that street. David, I said don't go out there in that street. David, you're going down that sidewalk. Quit going to that street. And that's how we've preached for 2,000 years. Oh, Jesus loves you, repent of your sin, da 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 But there comes a point in time where little David is one step away off the curb. And the mama, out of the peripheral vision, can see the speeding car that has no intention on slowing down. And the mama can see, can, can see the conjunction of little David stepping out in front of the speeding car. Mama is not going to be polite anymore. 
Mama's tone of voice will change. Mama's tactics are about to change. The Holy Ghost doesn't have to be polite anymore. Tactics will change. That mother's going to come flying off of that porch. And if you're standing in the way and get bumped, that's not mama's fault. You're standing in the wrong place. You're not paying attention to what's going on. You're not having the same passion of the, of the voice that's come from the porch. In fact, the voice don't even sound like what you're used to anymore. It's not nice and polite and, 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 and giggly and, and, and rolling on the floor. And, 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 and I'm not criticizing that stuff. I'm going to sit here and tremble all during worship. I'm, I'm not criticizing that stuff. But the tone and the voice of the Holy Ghost has changed. And the moving of the Holy Ghost now, if it hits you, if, if you fall at a time like this, it's because you weren't standing in the right place. You weren't going the same direction he was going. If mama comes flying off that porch, if there's people already in the yard on the sidewalks on those steps, and they hear mama do that, what would you do? You would turn and be a part of what mama's doing. You'd run out there to grab little David by the collar before mama would get there. Why? Because that's what mama's coming to do. In the last moment of desperation, the moving of the Holy Ghost is in the last moments of desperation. Don't avoid noticing the change of the tone of the voice of the Holy Ghost. And an intolerance. Don't, don't, don't call it rude. Don't call it, well, we, we, you know, I'm not used to this. I'm just listen, listen you're going to get knocked off the steps. You're going to be laid, laid out face flat in the grass here during the greatest move that humanity and the earth has ever known. Listen, this isn't preacher hype. You know, I don't have to qualify this. You know it's not preacher hype. The Bible says the greatest tribulation ever known is going to come on the earth, worse than the earth has ever seen, and it's never ever going to be this bad again. Yet the Bible says his glory will fill the earth. That scripture, that theme scripture, about glory in the house, filling the earth. His spirit will be poured out on all flesh. See, y'all thought those were about some good Pentecostal times. No, the Holy Ghost is going to be poured out on all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Listen, not all, listen, all flesh don't want the Holy Ghost. You hear what I'm saying? He'll be poured out on all flesh. Now, if you're a God hater, the Holy Ghost coming on you is just going to drive you nuts. You, you, we think we see some blasphemy and some, 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 some idiotic behavior now. Wait till the Holy Ghost comes on all flesh. It's going to drive you nuts. Actually, it's going to commit the worst acts of blasphemy and defiance against God and say no, which is going to justify the wrath of God, the worst tribulation. And on the day of judgment, God is going to be blameless. See, the worst of judgment and tribulation isn't going to come unless first. greatest act of his love, of his rescue, of his undeserving, you don't deserve it, I'm just going to come heal you, and you aren't even saved. You didn't have the faith for it, but I got to heal you anyway. I want to heal you anyway, just to shove it in your face. Come to me! And if you still don't come then, 
It's not my fault you end up in hell. Because I showed the best of my best. So God's calling you to level up. Because the game is changing. It's going to be most desperate. It's going to be most loud. It's going to be most intrusive. You're not going to have to wait for permission. I've never done this in a funeral before. The Holy Ghost woke me up an hour early and told me what to do. In this funeral, in, in this funeral, I'm just, I'm just saying, the, 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 God told me, he said, the father that was estranged from the son and the years of wounding there. We're, we're alive, so I'm not going to tell you the details. I'm telling you, it, it, it was a horrible separation. It was a great opportunity for the harvest. And the Lord told me exactly what to do. He said, you do this in front of everybody. He says, you give, me, you give the Father this word in front of everybody. He didn't know God. His wife did. The sister did of the man who, 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 was, who, who, who had passed on. And in front of everybody. I gave a simple gospel message. We're all sinners. Jesus died for your sin. Uh, you, if you repent, accept him as Lord. He'll save you. Whoever called on to the Lord, and, and he's coming back. He rose, he rose from the dead, he's coming back. In front of everybody, I called the Father out. And I said, may I ask you a personal question, sir? He says, yeah. I said, do you believe uh, that, that, that God loves you? Yes. He sent his son? Yes. You believe he died for your sin? Yes. You believe he's coming back? Yeah, yeah, I believe all those things. The Lord tells me that I must pray with you now in front of everybody. The Lord says, it's your time to make it sure. And he was an old hard head. So I walked out from the pulpit. I've never done this. You're not supposed to do it this way. But these are the days we're in. And I walked right out there in front of him and I said, I said, I said, sir, would you repeat this prayer after me? He grabbed my hand. I mean, the mama started bawling, the sister started bawling. And I said to the wife, I, I said, I said, I said, uh, I said, Mrs. So-and-so. Give me your hand. Put your hand on top of our hands. I said, you have prayed for this. And I said, if any of the rest of you need to pray, pray this prayer with me. I led him to the sinner's prayer. He got saved right there. Because the time is desperate. And he got real saved. He got real saved. I can tell you this. When, when, when they were loading up the casket to go, we were out there. And uh, uh, somebody said something about it. He goes, he goes, well, I'm in now. I mean, he was excited. He wasn't, I just didn't count him into this. Listen, these are desperate times. We don't have much time left. The Holy Ghost is about to get rude and purposeful and intrusive and awesome. We're going to see the best signs and wonders. And I'm so grateful to God for every place that God has me uh, for right, uh, right now and what I'm participating in. And again, I'm going to end the way I said this. Sir, I so much appreciate you being a part of my life and what God did. Because, uh, I mean, all of those, I can draw strings from all of them back to your obedience of, of, of God in, in, in the different seasons that you've been a part of my life. I love you. I love you. Karen, I bless you. So I don't know all of what God's about to do. He's about to do it. Don't sit back down. This was the end of it. So here, don't it come on up. So, hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Do you receive that word tonight? We got a praying church, too. We got an awesome prayer group that meets on Fridays. They're going to add you to their list, aren't you? They're going to.
help pray you through for those great victories you're getting. There's going to be a testimony. Something happened. While I was sitting here, something happened. I don't know what happened back home in St. Louis. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know what was broke. I mean, something happened. And God doesn't do anything that he doesn't do several things at the same time. I mean, there was a fit of witchcraft being ripped out by the roots. I mean, there were things that were broken. There was something, yeah. man. I mean, it's just, you know, yeah. just, it just, just, amen. Well, we've had them come here before. <laughs> but you know what? We have the victory over them. And I, I can't wait to get that poster. How many of y'all would want one of those posters? Are you going to send more than one? And how many you got? How much are they? $50 gift to the ministry. So if you do, you know. Especially on Saturday. Because yeah. you said 714th day. There's a banquet. And that's, that's the night we're going to emphasize what God's doing around the world. You know. So, about reaching out and establishing churches and all that. So praise the Lord. Stand with me. And he was welcome to speak over anybody if the Lord gave him something. But. I think he spoke over us all, didn't he? The only thing that there, there's different, um, uh, God's going to specifically change, God's going to specifically change the way you think about things. Now listen, at this level, you don't have to flinch like, well, what was wrong with the way I was thinking? There ain't nothing wrong with you. You're the righteousness of God. I used to preach new level, new devil. I, God didn't say, well, all those sermons were wrong. It was just at a different level. You know, so I saw, actually, I saw your face in prayer before I came down. And because he said that, I'm going to do it now. Because, listen, when God says things, whoever, when the river's flowing, whoever jumps in will get wet. So you all receive this, okay? God is specifically going to change the way you think about some things. It's going to feel like conviction. And in and, and heaven... Heaven is calling you to be responsible. Now, you be responsible. You, you, you just let some conclusions go. And you hear what heaven is calling you. Because you will need these things to operate in these days. What, what, what you have held on to is convictions, revelations, things you need, even things God told you. They, they don't fit here anymore. The way to operate now is completely different. You ain't going to sit there on, on, on the porch railing and be nice and polite. Da, da, da. It's, it's time to get nasty and ugly, loud and rude. And in the courts of heaven, ain't nobody going, and no one's going to kind of question this kind of behavior anymore. But when you know exactly who you are, you will do things differently. You'll do things differently. I mean, you'll, you'll go call somebody out in the middle of a funeral and just say, well, God told me that, you know, Today's the day for you to pray this prayer. Right now. Right now. Are we still online? Okay. Ask me later why that was specific. 
and why that was so significant. I'll tell you what God did with, with, with that heart. Hallelujah. Dennis, we see angels tonight? Just full of angels. That's her husband. It's all around. I, I saw Don Richards. He, whew, he got off. It's like spiritual steroids or something. <laughs> I always teach on the stool on Wednesday night. You just jumped in that flow. Yes. Amen. Well, glory to God. Go in the grace and the mercy.